Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. What is up? You are now on the Corner Booth Podcast. we got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking uh, division round of playoffs. What the hell is going on in Miami for the Hurricanes? we got Bryce Harper looking like the favorite in Philly. got Machado sitting on a deal. It's going to be a crazy show. Check it out. Let's rock. So, Mark, first off, we got to talk the Saturday games, of course. Um, the Chiefs walked into Arrowhead. Chiefs walked into their home stadium and punched your boy Andrew Mouth Andrew Luck in the mouth repeatedly. Um, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. God, it made me so happy. I know, I know. It was tough. I mean, they had nothing going early, and the Chiefs had everything going early. Um, I think it was just tough to like I said, it's tough to watch. And you, your boy definitely deserved MVP. He obviously beat out my MVP. And it was, I mean, it's, it just sucked because they could not get something going to start. And then Venetari missing field goals, like, that game was just never Oh, meant. yeah. And once I saw it miss the second, I'm like, oh, God, this is over. This is not their day. But first of all, right now, I'm like Shannon Sharp on first, on, uh, on, uh, what's it called? With your cigars and your I got, I got my vape in my mouth and my beer in my other hand just sitting here enjoying life because I know, like, I was right. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. Andrew Luck had a great season. But also, people got to realize that Andrew Luck and the Colts played only a few. Con- the only contender they really played on the stretch that they did dominated was the Cowboys, which isn't really saying much. Yeah. You go out on the pipe and you're not seeing any team wins that are like, oh my God. Yeah, I think good things are to come from them, though. I, that division is going to be all over the place, especially if the Jaguars end up getting a quarterback and you got Texans, Colts. Oh, that's a new NFC. Is. That's a new NFC East. They're just going to beat the hell out of each other every, every, every single game. Because you know the Texans are going to be back. Yep. I think the Titans are better without Matt Lafleur. Hot take, not really. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have so many friends who are Packers fans who are so ticked off that they got Lafleur. Um, and then you know the Jaguars, if they make a run for my boy, our boy Falls or Josh Rosen, if uh, the uh, Cardinals take Murray first overall, then we're looking at a crazy division. So you know what? I I, I think the Colts would be okay, but you know with the Chiefs, man, hold. That pass rush with D Ford and my boy Justin Houston just absolutely ripping through the the Colts O line. It was great. I loved it. Which is insane because the Colts O line's been stacked. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. He's back next week. He, I think you've said he's been back next week for three weeks in a row. They always say he got hurt in the last game of the season, I think, and then was been out. It's a heel injury, which is scary because he come back from an Achilles. Yeah, I know. So I think he's supposed to be playing next week. He's like pro- questionable, but like to Eric Berry, it's probable. I I just want to see. Listen, the Chiefs are our only hope now. <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm rooting for the Chiefs in a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. But I just, you know what? I despise that crap hole team from the Bayou. 
And then also, like, you know, it's New England, so they need to, that, that state, that heathen hellhole needs to burn into the ground sometimes. Um, but yeah, and then speaking of the Chiefs, though, uh, we got a question up in the air. Is Kareem Hunt actually good at running back because Damian no, Williams he's not. just went off? Damian Williams went off in, against a very good Colts defense. And this is why people, this is why guys like Colin Coward value Andy Reid so much because Andy Reid gets the best out of his players. Yes, Mahomes is very talented, and so is Travis Kelsey. They're both got like Pro Bowl, possibly even if they keep this up for multiple years, Hall of Fame level talent. But at the end of the day, Kareem Hunt looked like Damian Williams is running harder than Kareem Hunt was. Kareem Hunt had more speed, but Williams is just shaking tackles and he's doing all this crazy stuff. And I also think Mahomes kind of brings a certain fear to set yeah. the secondary, so they give more space. And they're out of the box, but still, like Williams had like I think the second most rushing yards yeah, behind 20, Sony Michelle. Yeah, twenty-five carries for one hundred twenty-nine yards and one exactly. TD. So I think no, him and CJ Anderson and Sony Michelle led in rushing. So all I'm saying is like, nah, Kareem Hunt kind of Kareem Hunt's good, but like Damian Williams just did the same thing he did. Yeah, and also Damian Williams started Oklahoma, so he can't really be that bad. That's true. A little fun fact before we go to the next game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did not have one touchdown pass. I didn't even realize that. He had – Damian Williams had a rushing one. Tariq Hill had a rushing one, which was crazy. That that man gets his – if he gets his wheels going, it's oh. nuts. Uh, what's it called? Patrick – I mean, Tyreek Hill. Oh, Tyreek Hill, yeah. When he gets oh, the Tyreek Hill run was insane. Going, I think it's Tariq Hill, and I'm like – I did say Tariq Hill, and I don't know what just Tyreke happened in my head. Hill. Looks like a video game because it just you. He looks like just, he looks like he looks like Sonic. He's a, cheat, he's a cheat code. Like you like left trigger, right trigger, X square, and then you take off. It's nuts. It's like it's like almost like watching like one. You're like you're racing a guy like in like an on like in a video game, and he secretly has a NOS tank. He doesn't tell you about it, and just blasts off and shoots a gap, and he's gone. I'm like, oh wow, that's not fair. Yeah. But yeah, there was four rushing touchdowns in that game, and they put up 31 points. Pretty crazy. But Tyreek Hill should be the only person in in like Madden who should get a 99 speed. Everyone else should be like 96 or below. He's some. He's a fast dude. Yeah. Next game, Cowboys and Rams. Man, oh that god, this is music. This is a nice consolation prize for what we had to witness last night. Yeah. Oh I was scared god. when they lost. I was like, and we're all happy. I was like, I think we got our victory in this, and we're going to be scared if the Eagles. I mean, that said, if the Cowboys won, I was like, we probably would have won. This is how it works. But yeah, I don't know if you're a Cowboys fan, what you're feeling. I mean, Dak didn't play terrible, but he played a Dak game. It was, yeah. Cool. I've been saying this for years. I'm like, oh, Dak had a great game. He beat a gimmick team in Seattle whose defense was overrated. Yeah, and then the Cowboys, which were really good against the run, decided to forget what they're doing. And C.J. Anderson off the streets from on his fourth team with 23 dude's got carries. He's a bigger beer gut than me, man. Come on. <laughs> he used to be this stocky little dude. Now he's stocky in the gut. Yo, and t- even Todd Gurley, whose knee looks like Swiss cheese right now, ran for 100 yards. Yeah, and he barely even got some carries. It, it was, I mean, it, there was everyone, the whole game was not really good. The Rams had it the whole time. Yeah, it, it was the Rams game to blow. That's Yeah, and they tried to. Sean McVay with the worst play call in the history of play calls going forward on fourth and one, where if you kick a field goal from the one, which if that person misses that, he should be, his leg should be cut off because it's a waste of a leg, and you go up two possessions. Like, what was the point of getting the, like, you still were only up two possessions. 
or whatever it was. It was like the <laughs> most, it was the worst. I don't know why he made that call. They would have not got that fourth and one. Cowboys go down and score, get the two point conversion, and then they tie it. I would have been so pissed. You know what? Like this just shows Doug Peterson's a better coach than everyone else. Yeah, except for last night. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, listen, he played. He played. It was like he was playing one hand behind his back. But you know what? Whatever. Um. Listen, I, 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 the Cowboys were exposed for what they were. Dak's an average quarterback. If you take Zeke out of the game, they can't really beat you. They're going to, like, Amari Cooper is a great receiver, and he takes guys off of him, which allows guys like Michael Gallup, who's just a glorified speedrunner, to, like, make, a, make some catches. And honestly, to me, that's the Cowboys team I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of because now people have filmed how to beat them. The Rams showed him how to do it. And it's not – and Seattle, the thing is, the reason Seattle – the thing is what, what the Rams did was they're running the ball is one of their strengths. That's yeah. why the Eagles beat them because they took the run away. So the Saints got to hope to God the Rams have a bad running day or the Rams are going to run right through them. Because when the Saints can't stop the run, Jared Goff can sit back all day and just launch bombs to Cooks and Robert Woods. Yeah, that's if the if the Saints get pressure on uh, golf, but they did. Nick Foles got hit twice the entire game, yeah. so it's it's not a matter of well, we couldn't run the football because we had no running back. The fact that we didn't use Josh Adams drove me crazy all the playoffs, and it just made me even more ticked off. I was going to say we might as well move on to that game because he hasn't he didn't get a carry the first, yeah the whole two playoffs games. I was like, what? Because he fumbled one time like the end of the season against uh, Washington. Like you know, I I just think apparently so. I have a couple theories about what we're doing at running back, and one of them is like we're gonna get a job if we a want a Jahi wants to come back, we'll get him for a bargain because his yeah. knee shot to hell. Even if we get him on like an Arian Foster contract where it's literally all incentive based, and we also get Corey Clement back, and if we draft a a speed guy, even we'll just keep Adams. Like if we if our backfield and we have Smallwood too, so I don't know what the hell we're doing honestly, but. Final Cowboys got exposed. My the uh, my hope, my hope and prediction is a Rams uh is a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. Hopefully, um, I never thought I'd say that because I hated that. I hated that game. I well, thought, it's not going to be the same game as it was before. I think that both teams have shown their defense is a little better. Yeah, both or, their teams' defense figured out what they were doing. Yeah, so I'm gonna tell. I'm also gonna tell our boy Peter to get off Xbox and get on uh, Belly Up and start writing things again. <laughs> I'm literally looking at my Xbox right now. It's it updated. P Mitch is online. Oh, okay. Should be writing articles right now. <laughs> That's a uh, shout out to one of our belly up coworkers. Um, yeah, no. So I was just the game last night. It broke my heart, but I have a whole thing about it. First off, the Eagles came off so hot, and that punt that with that tool Taysom Hill, like that's the only reason the Saints won that game because if they don't get that. Philadelphia is walking into walking into LA next week. Yeah, it's just that, a shame too with the Foles. Hey, he was killing it, and that pass Ertz is open. He throws the pick, and like you said, the the fourth down they go Ertz, for He leads Ertz at the touchdown. He if he if Alshon Jeffrey catches it, Eagles are within are within scoring range. If they tackle Alvin Kamara on the backfield like they're supposed to, they have to punt. And Eagles get a shot with twenty eight seconds. It's could have would have shut up. And here's my thing about the game. They were in New Orleans. The crowd was a factor. New Orleans just was a better team as much as it hurts me to say it because we were playing with one hand on Tom Hodder back. 
And don't yeah. do and we cannot act like we were the better team because we were not. Skill wise, we were lacking. The one advantage we had was nobody was touching Foles all game because they were dropping everybody into coverage. Um Yeah, I think yeah, it, the only issue was is I ever I've been all day today, people have been arguing with me about the defense and how it's their fault and how if you have a 14-point lead, you should hold it. Even a 14-point lead in the first quarter does not mean shit. Okay, first of all, all three of those corners, two of them were supposed to be bench warmers this year. The other one didn't even play on our team until week eight. Yeah. It was Matt the- Jenkins and a bunch of scrubs, and we st- we literally took Drew Brees the, the, the distance. That's what I'm saying. You only gave up 20, and everyone's like, oh, you can't just worry about the score. Like, if yeah, I was Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby, we're walking out of there with a W. Yeah. But the thing is, there's a difference between Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby and or even Jalen Ramsey, if we can afford to get him, like I think we might have a shot at. Yeah, if we trade Wentz. Yeah, we, well, I mean, listen, we trade Nick Foles to the Jaguars, we get Jalen Ramsey. There you go. We can't, we can't trade him, though, because he he's not under contract, isn't he? No, he's got one. I think he's got a one year. Somebody keeps telling me he's got a one year option. I have to look it up now, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, you know what? Like, I, if we, even if we had half the guys who are on our IR, three or four of them, let's say we had Ajahi, Darby, and um, what's his fate? Uh, and um, and no, even Ivy Clement, McLeod. Let's say we had Darby, McLeod, oh. and Ajahi off IR. Even Mike Wallace too, throwing for the wild card. Um, we smoke the Saints. We don't ignore Carson Wentz for a second. A healthy, like I'm talking 100 percent healthy. Not what played this year. I'm talking what played last year until Mark Barron tanked his knee. It's not even a close game. The I mean, Saints, I think it's still close, but it's I don't. Closer, but we're winning by 10. And I, I have no doubt in my mind about that. See, the issue with the game yesterday was we just if we could have like. I like everyone. I I kind of first was like, ooh, maybe Peterson sh- before they even went for that fourth down. Maybe Peterson should just took the penalty. But there was, too close. there was no point though of trying to push it back for a third down because we couldn't stop shit on third down. They'd be I third know. and sixteen, third, and that's where I hate. That's the only thing. Like everyone said, Schwartz should be fired. Schwartz should be fired. I'm like, no, no Schwartz we was a genius this year. Are you kidding me? He made something out of nothing. But he also needs to get rid of that stupid sticks play on third and long because everyone it just it doesn't work, and he just is too stubborn to change it though. That's the only thing. I'm a big well, fan of Schwartz. He's not going to leave. We had no, it didn't. Season. We gave up like eight third down plays in a row because like he no, was. No, it worked with what we had at the beginning of the season, not what, what we had now. Exactly. So he's got to adjust. It works with corners like Darby, who literally have the closing speed of a cheetah, not. Like Rizzle Douglas, who's a tackling a tackling man on man physical corner. I guess he had to adjust it, but still, the, D- Jim Schwartz deserves a medal for valor for what he did with that defense this year. Because honestly, I don't think Bell. I mean, maybe Belichick is the only other person I can think of who actually could like salvage a defense like that. Because you, yes, you have a great pass rush and you have a Hall of Fame level safety and some good linebackers, but your secondary looked like Swiss cheese. But you managed to get the best out of Avante Maddox and made him look like Asante Samuel. You made Rizzo Douglas look like Sheldon Brown. And Cravon LeBlanc just, like, mossed Ted Ginn Jr. in the first play of the game. Yeah, I, it was – I mean, like I said, it's, I'm happy that – I'm not happy that the season's over and all this hoopla between Wentz and Foles. And it's, it's kind of come to – it's kind of relieving. It's kind of relieving, but yeah, – yeah. okay. So I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just going to say as quick so we can keep moving on because we're at the 15-minute mark. 
But Eagles fans, fans of football, if any of you actually think, and if this happens, I will still support my Eagles to the end of time, but I will think Harry Roseman's an idiot. Carson Wentz is the franchise. We gave up two first-round picks for him and a couple others. He put up probably one of the greatest 13-game stretches in Eagles history, in league history. If it wasn't for Mark Barron taking on his leg, Eagles might have steamrolled their way all the way to the playoffs. It wouldn't have even been close. Here's the deal. Wentz played hurt the entire year. He wasn't himself. Coming back from an ACL injury, unless you're like a straight-ahead runner like Peterson or you're a big fella, it's hard. The dude did his best. He got us. His speech is what got us to this point. Even the Eagles players will talk about it. How his speech after the New Orleans whooping and during the Giants halftime we were down by 19 is what saved our season because he was getting up swearing and cussing. Carson's like a good church boy. He don't swear and cuss and he was getting up yelling and screaming at everybody. Here's the thing. Carson Wentz will be the star next year. Colin Coward even said this today. I was like blown away that he gave our Eagles credit. He said they Howie Roseman clearly knows how to run a team. You can bet your ass our training staff will not be this shitty next year. And Doug Peterson is one of the best coaches in football. And we have a good, once we get rid of, and we'll get good stuff for Foles. I really hope we bring back Brandon Graham. If we don't, it's going to really suck, but whatever. Um, we got a lot of guys back. I'm not worried. The rest I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Just... The league should be fucking terrified, especially New Orleans, because you bet your ass. Michael Bennett says he wants to come back. Golden Tate wants to come back. And you know both of those guys are old enough. We'll take discounts. Yo, I mean. I want both those guys on a roster next year. Michael Bennett alongside Barnett and Graham. If we, Even if we don't get Graham back. But like in Chris Long's probably going to retire. But even the guy Josh Sweat who we lost to injury. Dude, we have a loaded roster of just guys who are staying. Yeah. But then you keep. You know what? Last note here. Leave Alshon Jeffrey alone. This guy was a warrior for us all year last year. Played through broken ribs all through the playoffs. And not only that, he's been a leader to this team. He is one of the most dynamic players on our offense and made some of the clutchest catches in the biggest moments for us. He only had had two drops before that the whole year, too. Nine times out of ten, that ball comes down in his hands and the Eagles are rolling. I think this is a sign from the football gods, whatever you look at, that Philadelphia needed to hit the restart button. Because I saw this rolling off the tracks eventually. I, it just didn't feel like last year. Like last year, I felt like we could do no wrong. This year, I was like waiting for the wrong to happen. Yep. So you know what? Let's get back. Get Carson healthy. Get the Lamborghini with his everything tuned up. Let's get him a deep throw. Hey, bring back D-Jacks. I don't care. <laughs> I would love to take my Jackson jersey out of retirement. Um, Let's go get another running back or bring back a Jahi. Let's get that defense healthy. Let's give Jim Schwartz the corners he deserves. And let's rock and roll. Let's bring Filippo back to play court, be the quarterback coach, all right? Like, let's do this. Like, you know what? Twenty. I said no champ. We're a first-time champion. If we didn't repeat, it was okay. And now we're back in it. We got a little playoff experience under our belt for some of the new guys. We got some big free agents with uh, Bennett and Tate who want to come back because they love our culture. You know what? We're fine. I'm worried about Brandon Books' Achilles, but hey, listen, pray for the guy. Hope he does okay. But you know what? It's on. Chargers Patriots. <laughs> Good fucking Lord. I wanted to scream yesterday. I was like, are you kidding me? At least try to put up an effort. 
Like, yeah, uh, it was bad. Uh, it was like everyone makes fun of Philip Rivers how he throws the ball, and it got so exposed. He looked like he forgot how to throw a football, and every he was just sailing it every time he didn't know what to do, he was just slinging it deep. It's like, oh my god! And Melvin Gordon could get past the line of scrimmage. They made the Patriots defense look like one of the top defenses in the league. It's like they just forgot they were playing. It looked like the Texans in the first half, but they never had a second half comeback. Yeah. Sonny Michelle with three touchdowns. I'm pretty sure James White had like 15 receptions. Sonny Michelle was even the best running back in his backfield last year. Yeah. It was was Nick Chubb was the starter. Michelle just got a lot of the touches because he was a speed back. Oh, my. It was just embarrassing. It was bad. That team, that Chargers team did not. They looked terrible. You might as well throw in the Ravens and Lamar Jackson out there with a better defense to have to put up an effort there. God. Patriots like, did whatever they wanted. Terrible. That's a loaded team. That was my Super Bowl pick, but like I'm watching this, I'm like, this is just embarrassing. It's like they just completely forgot they were supposed to play. I was yeah. so like disgusted. I'm like, thank God the chart the Chiefs know how to play football because you idiots are gonna love about are are incompetent morons. I almost wish the Ravens won now because at least the Ravens would have given them would have given up a better fight. Holy yeah, I, I, I agree. Like you have Ingram and Bosa on the edge, and like, well, they didn't get any pressure. Well, no shit because Edelman was wide open about seven yards downfield. Every Where play. is this All Pro secondary of the Chargers? They just shit the bed. It, just, it was it awful. Up. And we're going to talk bad. about more in the report card later, but oh my God, that was just atrocious. Let's move on. Let's hit All the right. run. I'm done. <laughs> All right, run down. And the first topic on the rundown is a breaking news today. came out around 4 o'clock. Kyler Murray, he tweeted it out. Literally, it was great. He just tweeted out a plain old thing, I declare for the NFL draft. <laughs> I love it. That's just big bu- – I'm going to, I'm going to salute to our boy, Nick Foles, big dick moves only. Um, it was just, awesome. The dude just went full baller and said, I'm going to play football. The A's can kiss it. You know, here's the thing though. The A's suck right now. So they're like a middle of the road at best team. Why the hell would Kyler Murray want to sit in the minors for two years and not do shit? Well, they were talking about how the MLB was going to waive the rookie contract rule so they could offer him more money like around fifteen million to stay and play baseball, and it would be a major. It'd be like a major league contract, but he could be in the minors until he was ready to come up. He's a gamer. I don't even. Th- I think it's the fact that he's playing the minors. He didn't want to do that shit. He's twenty two. Well, he just probably thought logically and was like, "Hey, I can get." They're talking about me, number one. If I don't get drafted where I want, I can still go play baseball. And like, two, what? if I doesn't work out for two or three years and I don't like it and I want to go play baseball, I can because they're still gonna want me or somebody's gonna want him. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like he could walk out like. I mean, come on, Dan Sanders played in the MLB for three years, man. Come on. People still want Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it, Tim Tebow might be on the Mets roster by June because, I mean, he just married, he's he's getting hitched now, so he might even get better at baseball. I was going to say, or he, who knows, maybe all that buildup, he's, he's going to lose oh all of his abilities. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah, that, you know what? All right. And you speaking know, of crazy this. topics, we'll just go with the, on to the next one. Adam Gase's eyeballs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it's like, I never liked it. You know, Adam Gase is my hero because he brought us Jay Ajahi. But, like, yo, the hell is wrong with this dude? Is he just, like, missing some brain cells up top? Or, like, is he just way too much up top? I There's no way that he does that whole staring off, going crazy eyeballs. If nobody watches today, go look up on Twitter, on YouTube, Adam Gase 
Jets, Jets press conference because it is insane. He looks like a robot that like has a water in its like electric. Looks like they asked. It looks like they asked him one of those questions that does not compute. Like you asked him what zero yeah, times zero, like malfunctioning. I know. Like oh my god, you know what's gonna be hilarious if he like ends up winning the division for the Jets next year. I'm gonna cry because I'm be like, do they better if they do it next year. That'd be insane. But I would cry. I'd be like, this is what just happened because you know that would just would, that would make sense. But he also it was a terrible press conference though. Like he answered everything. Well, we got to build a staff. The staff comes first, and we show patience. He's not a real good media guy, and like no, he's awful. Clearly, he's like you know what that might be good because the Jets are. T- Listen, Woody Johnson's an idiot. Todd Bowles should never have been anything above a defense coordinator. Yes, Sam Darnold was a good draft pick, but I think he was the fourth best quarterback in that class. Um. Then you throw out the whole fact that, like, they're using, like, guys named McGuire to run the football. I, I mean, Robbie Anderson's your only hope of scoring a touchdown besides my boy from the U, Chris Herndon. Shout out. And then, like, you got that defense, which just makes no sense. So, you know what? Like, besides Jamal Adams, who's just a man-child, I mean, like, the dude, like, bull rushed that guard as a safety. He was, like, beautiful to watch. But... Oh, yeah, by the way, quick shout-out. Tony Romo, F off for comparing the great Sean Taylor to Derwin James. That was so fucking disrespectful. I, I wanted to throw my beer can at the TV. I'm like, you're an ass. Like, don't ever put, like, the like one of the probably one of the greatest safeties talent-wise of all time in any argument with Derwin James, who got toasted multiple times and looked like garbage last night. I thought it was a great I thought it was a great comparison. I wanted to smack the TV. Like I just said oh, that just to piss you off. I know you did. And literally, like, DJ Williams' company, Dime Life, literally tweeted out, get that name out your mouth right now. Jeez. Like, that was atrocious. Like, Tony Romo's not welcome back in South Beach now. That was awful. But that was my two cents on that. But keep going. Let's roll. All right. So, a little baseball talk. These two names, for some reason, keep getting brought around, and nobody – there's no signings. Machado, supposedly, looking like he's a – Set on the White Sox, things can change. Obviously, I, don't, I mean, if he wants to go to White Sox, have fun. White Sox, I think it's like he, like they have the biggest offer, but he didn't want to go there. He wants some other team to throw him a, a, a bone. Possibly, like, he hasn't signed yet. I'm like, wait, like, is he waiting for like a team like that? He's gonna be the main piece. Well, I mean, he will be in Chicago, but like, that's a gamble. That's like kind of Cano going to Seattle to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the White Sox do have some young talent. I'll give them that. Like, they have... it's like how much does he want to gamble on that? Because Machado is what? He's like 28, 29? Uh, I would have to pull that up. But, yeah, and then you got Bryce Harper who had a visit with uh, the Phillies in Vegas. Supposedly the meeting was five hours. We were talking about Me and my buddies were like, what the hell do you talk about five hours? Would you go? You eat some food? I mean, I've had like... dates. I've had dates that go that long, but, like, that's just completely different. Like, you don't talk. Like, I don't. I can never imagine a meeting going longer than two hours. I want to like, I'd be like, "Is this over yet? Like, what the hell?" I mean, I guess it there's like intermissions gone, like, and shit, but it must have gone so great that like, I, dude, I'm telling you right now, Bryce will be a Philly by Valentine's Day. Like, he'll be walking in a Philly's uniform for spring training. Gotcha. And side note, both Bryce Harper and Machado are 26. Okay, I think Machado will not sign with the White Sox. This is just a hot take for me. I think it won't be the Sox, either Sox, won't be the uh, Dodgers, won't be the Yankees. I think some outside team in the 11th hour is going to pull a Zach Granke Diamondback situation, just chuck them a, bu- a bunch of money or a bunch of years and say, listen, 
We can't pay you a lot now, but we'll pay you a lot later. Here you go. Here's 10 years. Come play with us. I guarantee this is what going to happen. The MLB free agency makes no sense. It never has. never will. You always have, like, those snipe shots at the end of regulation where, like, guys will – hockey term. Uh, those were, like, literally, like, the best player on the market gets grabbed by some random team that nobody expected. Like, hell, yeah. even – I don't even know. My Diamondbacks could have fucking cleared space and grabbed it. I don't even know what the hell's going on either. Like, well, Bogart is apparently on the market. Like, I, you know, I just think the fact that Machado has not signed yet means he doesn't want to go to Chicago, but, like, that's his best offer. Yeah, well, I just looked up something and it says Manny Machado is sitting on an eight-year offer from the White Sox and That's still what is, and still is engaged with the Philadelphia Phillies. Another guy said Machado is heavily leaning towards accepting the offer from the White Sox. Deal could be announced this week or it could still fall through. Thanks for nothing. That was literally like the most. Bl- that was the dumbest tweet I've ever read because literally yeah. it's like, like <laughs> this could happen or it just couldn't. This is why we have a shot at being big in this industry because that was the dumbest thing I ever read, heard in my life. Yeah. I, I'm done talking about them too now. On to the next topic. Okay, let's go. Come on. A uh, uh, little Jerry Rice uh, action in the media. He supposedly has been real close with Antonio Brown since his whole career and whatnot. And he's been uh, caught saying or he told somebody that A.B. really wants to go to the 49ers. Well, here's the one thing. That'd be great because Garoppolo, Marquise Goodwin, I love that team. Matt Breida, Carlos, H- I mean, and Jarek McKinnon, that's a great backfield. Um, sorry about the Carlos Hyde reference. I forgot he got he went to Jacksonville. But here's the issue. That's all up to Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh could just totally screw him and trade him to, like, Cincinnati or, like, or, or Washington. Just trade him to Depends on what they would get back. Exactly. Like Washington can offer him a first round first two first round picks in a second and literally like like deal. And now he's playing in the last place for the next ten years. And I mean at least three years until his contract's up. Yeah. So this is great, but it's not like the NBA where they have a trade no trade list or an MLB. This is the NFL where the owners still run it. And sometimes I really feel like that's kind of better because honestly the NBA just I hate the NBA free agency and trade systems bullshit. Um, but yeah, so I, I love it. I think this is great. I, I I mean, hopefully, you know what? I mean, I'd love to see him in our midnight green, but I doubt it's going to happen. Um, cause that'd be kind of cool. Antonio Brown, Alshon Jeffrey in the same, in the same receiving core. Yeah. Ideally that'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, that'd be dope. Cause like then like Nelson Aguilar will be running. They're going to have to double cover both outside guys. Aguilar's running free at the sideline every flies. Oh, and Ertz too. Duh. But you know what? I I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think that Pittsburgh could implode this off season. I think that was like the fun. This year was kind of the beginning of the end for them. We talked about the new England Patriots, but I think Pittsburgh's just imploding now. Next next topic. Yeah, real quick, though, before – I think it's crazy how, like, A.B. has a year on his contract, like, a year, like, that he signed to play it out, like, just shut up, play this year. I just think he just was done. I think he sees the – you know what? As much as I don't like his behavior, he's smarter than – I think he might be seeing something that we're not seeing in the media or we're starting to see now. But I think he saw this. Like, the the locker room's lost Tomlin. Tomlin's lost the locker room. Big Ben's a tool. Do you see Emmanuel Sanders' interview on game day morning? No. So Sanders talked about how that, like, Big Ben, he because Emmanuel Sanders and our our eagle, Mike Wallace, are apparently really tight still. And him and Mike Wallace apparently talking about this. If Big Ben called them out in in the media, 
they would have gone up and said something to him. So the fact that Big Ben's calling out people in, on their radio interviews and like the the team's a mess. Yeah. The only the only hope I have is James Conner and Juju Smith Schuster and the fact that Ryan Shazier is a freak human being and is literally going to be able to start jogging in probably about three months. Well, he was doing like deadlifts or some shit. It was nice. You know, listen, like that dude's a that dude's a hero. I love it. Yeah. All right, and to wrap up the rundown, just a little basketball talk. Clint Capella is out four to six weeks with a it's a ligament damage, but it's a right thumb injury. So. I mean, I thought it was. I heard saw ligament damage, and I was like, "Oh, that's terrible." But right thumb, I think he'll be all right. Four he's a right hand shooter, but I mean, he's a big man, so I mean, yeah, I don't, as long I've, as broken, can... I've, I've broken like five fingers playing basketball. Your jump shot goes complete crap, but then a guy couldn't shoot to begin with. So yeah, um, fair enough. So, yeah, I, was stre- I was streaky as hell. Let's put it that way. Um, it's time for my segment, the report card. Uh, we'll get us start off right quick with the Chargers' performance on. Sunday morning or afternoon to them. I don't even know. They just didn't show up. Um, I give the Chargers an F. It was atrocious. It was awful. They couldn't run the football. They made the Patriots look like a good team. Oh, no, great team. Sorry, they are a good team, but they're not a great team. And I almost and like I said before, I wish the Ravens had won that game now because at least the Ravens would have put up a fight. Uh, that was awful. I give it an F minus. I think Phil Rivers needs to go home and reevaluate his life with his nine kids and his wife and say, "Listen, I need to play better in the East Coast." I loved. I mean, I'm definitely giving that. They're great for the Chargers and F. They played terrible. They didn't show up at all. They couldn't stop the Patriots. Start the game, save their lives. The reason why the Patriots didn't spank them because they actually showed some respect, which is wild. Um, but Philip Rivers, I, I, I saw so many things today saying. Yeah, Philip Rivers gets spanked by Tom Brady for the eighth time, and he gets home and opens the door, and his wife hands him over six kids and said, oh, thank God you're finally at home, and now his life is back to being a father at all times, and it's probably terrible. I mean, hey, listen, he seems like he's loving life besides the fact that Tom Brady is his real daddy. So, I mean, um... (laughs) (laughs) Who's your daddy? Okay, next up, a little more serious note, our boy... The greatest coach in the NFL currently to date, Doug Peterson, uh, just showing so much class. There's a video, Bleacher Report showed it. I think a couple other places leaked it as well. As the Eagles players were leaving the locker room to go home, he's hogging all of them. He's clearly losing it. All the players are losing it. This just shows so I love this. I love Doug Peterson. This guy, him and Jim Schwartz, deserve a medal of honor for what they pulled this year. Because to be honest, man, I don't think like usually you lose your quarterback, you lose your two starting running backs, you lose your two starting outside corners, and your nickel corner, and your number two pass rusher, and your number one free safety, and yet you still make it to the division rounds. Uh, listen, Doug, I give you an A. I give you an A plus for the season, man. And not even a fan bias. I'm just blown away. He is one of the best minds in football. Andy Reid trained him well. The Walrus did him good. I love it. The dude gets an A plus for me for the season and for his class at the end of the game. I was just I'm blown away. This year just showed me how much how lucky we are to have him as a coach because he just did everything with nothing. And it was amazing. Yeah, I agree. I give him an A. I think it, even like before they were leaving the locker room, when they were going into the locker room at the end, and you could see the raw emotion that he feels for his guys, and I feel like he puts blame on that's him. That's a just for team, putting... man. That's yeah. love. That's family. That's that's something like I've wanted my our Eagles to have for so long, 
and it's it's a culture like New England's culture is do your job. It's like a business, but Philadelphia is like it's kind of like a brotherhood. It's like a family, and you know what? That works for Philly. It may not work for New England, but we've got our culture finally. After I've been an Eagles fan since I was like six years old, and I finally feel like Philly has a culture about them, and it's really cool. And this just showed it so much. I love this. Yeah. All right. All right. And uh, we're going to take a break from play, f- regular football for a second. Clemson visited the White House yesterday. <laughs> Mark, I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> All right. So I just saw this right before we uh, started recording this. And so, yeah, Clemson won the national championship, as they all know. And we visited the White House. And what did Donald Trump have there waiting for him? A buffet of fast food. They had McDonald's. They had Big Macs. They had uh, Whoppers. You should just go look up the pictures. They are hilarious. We might even put the we might in our snippet this week. I might have the picture of Trump just sitting behind mouth, massive amounts of uh, fast food. I give it an A plus because it is hilarious. I'll take it all day. Don't give them anything. I love it. You can't make it. Listen, up. you just can't make it. Regardless what your opinion is on Trump. I'm not going to say mine or whatever. It's this. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is such a Donnie Diesel move. Um, I love it. The Clemson Tigers did America a favor by knocking off the Crimson Tide. They deserve all the Big Macs I freaking want. I give it an A. <laughs> and I'm still getting over being sick after a week. <laughs> that was disgusting. Shut up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, should, we should have, we should take that sound bite. <laughs> what, did, what, what did you think about the Chargers this week? <laughs> no, as you made me rip it as we talk about the Chargers this week, man. Jesus. Because that performance was just straight shit. All right, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, next topic is, oh, God, the scumbag team of football is the New Orleans Saints. You know what's so horrible? I used to root for them because of Hurricane Katrina and, you know, the block punt Reggie Bush. This team used to have so much integrity. And you know what? Alvin Kamara and his doppelganger dumbass, uh, um, Mark Ingram, did their things in ski masks. They were jamming to Meek Mill, which was, you know, this, this Phillies thing. Dude, act like you – listen, I understand Philly's a ratchet team. Like, not ratchet, but like they're a rowdy team. But – like, just what, like, lack of class. Like, holy, like, yeah, we parted the Chief Keef. That's because the Bears were talking crap about us the entire week. We had all the respect in the world for a team that literally ramped a score against us. I've never wished so much ill on a football team as a as a journalist. Like, I don't, like, you know, now my team's out, I'm a little more objective. But the thing is, like, it just showed so like you. Know, we were talking about this before. I have so much respect for Drew Brees as a person. I hate the rest of that team. Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Cam Jordan. Listen, y'all barely beat a team that was playing with one hand behind their back. We roll in there, are fully healthy like our Madden roster. We beat you by forty. Alvin Kamara's probably got his nose ring ripped out by Michael Bennett on the sideline, <laughs> and we're talking about how Philadelphia is going to about to blow the living daylights out of freaking L.A. But the thing is, they're acting – I, I hate it. I, I hate the whole thing. They have reached Dallas Cowboy level of me hating them. And sometimes they think the Cowboys act classier towards us than these assholes do. Yeah, I give it a D. It was terrible. I give it an F. 
as in as in the word I want to yell at them constantly. I love that city. I hate that team. Yeah, we were talking earlier. I said it's amazing how a, such a nice, genuine person in Drew Brees can be on a team full of such a like shitheads. Like and like the whole thing with the Super Bowl trophy and the twenty five two hundred twenty five k. I hope to God they get their ass kicked. Well, it's with. I mean, you got Sean Payton that kind of just displays that kind of attitude in that way. So I don't I mean I get it. He's from the Cowboys. So that adds up, but you know. Yeah. So. All right. You know, I'm, I'm showing so much Philly hate right now, but you know, I got to. Um, and la- I, last but not least, the fourth best tight end in football, Rob Gronkowski, um, has. It's been reported. Field Yates talked about it. How like a lot of his teammates were saying how. This might be his last game at Gillette. Rob Gronkowski may retire at the end of this year. Dude's body's shot. It's and crazy. this just proves you can't party like a jackass every offseason and still actually be able to play. His body can't take it. And I where what would you grade Gronk's career with a with a with a grade? I mean, I have to go with an A just because he's only 29 and he's made such an impact. Regardless of if he's been hurt and then these last two years have been kind of shot and he's been unhealthy all the time. I'm still giving it an A simply because he's been said to be the be- one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. He's only 29. Like, he didn't even have that long of a career and he made that much of an impact. Right. He's gronked. The name's going to last forever. I'm going to blow that whole theory up. All right. I give it a B. A B. Not even a B minus. Not a B plus. A B. Yes, he made such an impact when he was healthy. He was an advertising genius. Half It's because of three reasons. One, he's a good-looking guy. Two, he plays for the New England Patriots who win everything. He's the only likable guy on that team because everyone hates Brady. Everyone hates Belichick. Most people despise Edelman. But you can't hate Gronk. Nobody hates Gronk. I mean, I might be throwing some shade his way because I'm starting to realize that Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz are better tight ends. But, um... I look at it like this. He was so great when he played, but he never played. He barely ever played. I I, I, I cracked up. It was like every year, oh, Gronk's out with this. Gronk's out with that. Gronk's out. I'm like, listen, yeah, some of it's bad luck, but we got to also think in the side of history, when you look down to it, like let's say five years removed, oh, he was the greatest that should have been. That doesn't make him a great tight end to me. I am cutting base to dry. So let's say tomorrow... Zach Ertz, who just broke the tight end reception record for the NFL, doesn't play ever have a good season again. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He had one good, he had a couple good years, but if he continues, him and Kelsey and Kittle keep putting up crazy numbers, yeah, they're they're in the Hall of Fame. I put Gronk as a borderline Hall of Famer. Like I'm talking like five years down, like five years after his eligibility is on, on, because to me, his numbers don't overwhelm me. Yeah, he's a couple great single seasons, but the problem is he couldn't stay healthy. And to me, in any other position, he plays for any other team. Nobody gives a shit about your personality or how many advertisements you're in. And you also you go out of the Northeast, you don't give a flying fuck about Gronk. They talk about like Vernon Davis, who's been doing it forever, or Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Kellen Winslow Sr. Those are the greatest tight ends of all time. I don't want to hear this Gronk shit anymore. When he's retired, thank God, because it, it's almost a disrespect for those three guys I mentioned before. And I even didn't even mention like Keith Jackson or any of the other great tight ends. Or Jeremy Shockey, who was kind of like Gronk, but Shockey played more healthy years. Or I can keep going. 
Yeah, I'll but, just say, I was like, I think you, you got many things to say about Gronk. I just think he was very, I loved watching him play. It was the best that could have been. That's his title. Okay, I'll take it. I'm not saying he's I Hall of Famer. I'm just saying he's. I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer until he's 10 years retired. I think it's going to take a couple years because when voters actually look at his body of work, they're going to laugh because it's like, why did we think he was so good? Yeah, he was dominant when he played, but he never played. He got in trouble constantly for partying too much and not following the Patriot way. I just dropped the microphone. I'm sorry. Um, Gronk just smacked the shit out of your mic. Nah, that's just me. The Gronk soul. My hatred of this Patriots bias drives me crazy. But yeah, that's it to me. I, I can't. In good conscience as a football writer, and this is even hate towards Gronk, I just, if this was Ertz or Kelsey, I would have said the same damn thing. Because I just don't see why people give this guy so much respect, even though. To be dead ass with you, he has not played a consistent season back to back years. That's my two cents. All right, man. After all that, you gave him a B. <laughs> Listen, he had great when he was playing. I know. I'm saying you just trashed him for you should. B minus. B minus. I'm, right. I'm dropping oh, the letter. All right. all right. Next all up, right. and that's it. Sorry. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> oh my god! Shut up. All right. Oh, God. I think it's time for the smooth jazz music because i got to calm myself down. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as I, as I switch gears quickly and adjust myself because I literally was going crazy, um, if I'm actually going to release an article about this week. I'm going to talk about what I'm a – as all you know, I'm a big Miami Hurricanes fan. Uh, Jalen Hurts rumored possibly transferring there. We grabbed uh, Louisiana Tech's coach as a defense coordinator. We grabbed the quarterback coach of uh, Alabama to be our new OC. Manny Diaz who I rave about all the time because I love his style, his bravado, how he just is swagger personified. He's Miami swagger personified. Is now leading the, leading the whole way. And video surfaced today of their practice they had for the 2019 season. It was all WWE. There was ring. There was like, they were in a ring. They were doing tackling dummies. They were doing all these wrestling moves. You got Jeff Thomas rumored to be coming back, even though Mark Rick kicked him out of the program. But my MAD is like, all right, that's stupid. We want a guy who's going to be an NFL first-round pick coming back to play with us. Um, apparently, Jalen Hurts loved it there. So all I got to say is this. I love what's going on in Miami. I can't make sense of it because I've been a Miami fan since my junior year of college. I will admit that right now. I had no college football team. I like half root for... Oregon, half root for USC. I just love players. I didn't really have a team, but I kind of caught on to Miami because I watched the U documentaries and it sold me on a program that had so much history and so much swagger. I loved it because I went to a D2 school. Our football sucked. So, but this is like the craziest I've seen this program and it's just been like, it's insane. It's not like all hell reserved and kind of calm. It was with Rick. Like Manny Diaz is running this like the Wild West and I love it. And I'm telling you right now, watch out. I'm not saying maybe, maybe this year they cut their teeth and they make a couple of mistakes. And but next, I'm talking 2020. Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, your junior year might get a little ugly when you play the the green and orange, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm loving what Manny Diaz has done, and he's only been the head coach for a month. It, this is making me so excited to be a Hurricanes fan, and even for ACC football because Clemson's reign of dominance might get a little choppier now. And it's just going to be better for college football. Miami's better. So, you know what? That's it for me. 
And that's I'm telling you, Manny Diaz is the perfect Miami coach name. It just really is. You can't, you can't, you can't make it. There's, you can't think of a better name other than Manny Diaz. I just Dude, I love he's down. He's down like the mayor of Miami. Like I mean, like he's just literally like this is just the perfect thing. And like he's the guy who invented the turnover chain. That was his invention. And now he's the head coach of that damn team. I love this. This is it. Just makes so much sense. And the fact that that was the head coach. Like when when Rick got when Rick resigned, I was like, God, who are we gonna put now? And I saw Manny Diaz was hired as the head coach. I'm like, wait a minute. We get back the guy who gave us our swagger, but now he runs the show. And our best asset last year, our defense, is ready to rock and roll. And now we bring in all these great offensive minds. And now we're not tethered to that idiot Malik Rozier anymore. He graduated. Thank God. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm excited. Like, we may lose two or three games next year, but we're probably playing the ACC title game. We're probably going to be playing in a BCS game. Uh, I mean, uh, the old BCS games. Like, I love this. Like, we'll probably play in a New Year's Eve Bowl. We'll probably play in one of the big five. And I love it. This is awesome. So, you know, I'm excited. That's it for me. You got anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. So, we'll see you back later in the week. We'll talk the championship games. The upper news. may have a little guest interview for y'all. We're going to maybe do a new segment. Got to tune in to watch, but uh, I'm Jared. That's Mark. War out. Fly Eagles fly. And uh, yeah, enjoy your week. <laughs> this episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.